Welcome to the FIFA World Cup show and our special coverage of the ongoing African Cup of Nations 2021 happening all the way in Cameroon. Wherever you are listening to this episode from, whether you are in the USA, on the African continent, Americas, Asia, Europe and Oceania, welcome the most excited, informative, and educated sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. I have love for sports. On the program tonight, we'll be digging deep into the games that were played today in Group A. It's the last set of games and they were played simultaneously. Host Nation, Cameroon have already booked their place into the last 16 who know which country is joining them shortly. So special welcome and song playing in the background is We Stand for Africa, the official theme song for the 2021 African Cup of Nations happening in Cameroon. Without much ado, we'll go straight to our in-studio guest, Mr. Justin Akua, who has been with us throughout the beginning of this tournament. Mr. Justin Akua is African football expert and analyst, and he has immense knowledge and information on the game 
in, on the African continent. And he's, he's, he's been with us throughout our special coverage of the African Cup of Nations. And today he's also with us. And we are looking at the games that were played today between Burkina Faso, Ethiopia, Cape Verde, Cameroon, and Vicente Abubakar, the star boy, the poster boy of the tournament. So tonight, Mr. Kowa, what do you, what do you make of the games that were played today? Welcome to the show. Thank good you. Good evening, Philip. And good evening to, to all the viewers um, around the world listening. Um, for today, it wasn't. It wasn't. I. I don't think there was much to um, look forward to, and I think the games too showed evidence of how we 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 expected it to be. So um, I don't know, but then it looked like the only team that actually needed something inspiring looked to be uh, the Burkina base as well as the Cavadians and. And they did, and they did what they could to ensure qualification into the into the second round. So then, that that has been it. Really, it wasn't entertained. It was a bit passive from all the four countries, but then I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, especially Ethiopia's performance. Definitely, it was a passive performance. And let me give our audience the results that were played. The Indomitable Lions of Cameroon finished top of Group A despite being held to a 1-1 draw by Kibvet. And Burkina Faso also qualify as runners-up following a stalemate against already eliminated Ethiopia. And do you know that Ethiopia were the first team to arrive in Cameroon on the 26th of December on Boxing Day? And they are the first team to leave the African Cup of Nations, following their 1-1 draw against Burkina Faso tonight. And here is Ethiopia's performance in Group A. They lost the opening game to Kivet. They also lost to Cameroon by four goals to one. And today, and today they also lost, they, they drew with Burkina Faso 1-1. And that is it for Ethiopia. Um, let's take excerpts of that game between Burkina Faso and Ethiopia. And we'll come to our in-studio guest, Mr. Justin Akowa, to get his view. And we are underway in uh, Bafu Sam, both games in uh, Group A, kicking off at the same time. The hosts, Cameroon, looking to make it three wins from a three. Kira. That's it, perhaps, for Burkina Faso, and it is going to be the opening goal. Terrific lob from Cyril Bayala. Keeper in at no man's land, and Ethiopia made to pay. Cyril Bayala, Tessa. Tessa's going to carry his run here, gets on the end of it, tries to pull it back. Great save from Rodrigo. Corner kick, and that's the second terrific stop he's made in his first half. Barry Rodrigo takes this set piece. Looks in towards the near post, and 
Yaga is there defending well. And it is going to be a penalty. Handball, the decision against Steve Yago and Ethiopia have a chance to draw level here early in the second half. Three Ahmed Hiralal. Ready to go ahead. He stabs Sani, tucks it home. One all in a battery Sam. Roberto Abate. Towards the equalising goal. He's off to Kapore. Resting against the corner flag, and there goes the whistle for full time. It's finished on a scene between Burkina Faso and Ethiopia. So that game between Burkina Faso and Ethiopia finished 1-1. Burkina Faso finished as runners-up in Group A and have qualified to the round of 16. Europe, Ethiopia, the first to arrive and the first to leave the tournament. We'll take highlights of that game between host nation Cape Verde and Cameroon and poster boy, star boy of the tournament and leading top scorer Vicent Abubakar today gave the host nation the lead before it was later cancelled by the Kivadians. Let's take excerpts of that game in Yaoundé and I'll give you all the details that you need to know on Vicent Abubakar. Takes charge again. They've made three changes, uh, Cape Verde. Guinea in for Stephen Fortes in the def He comes in for Jean-Claude Castelletto, who unfortunately tested positive for the bar. Cameroon to get matters underway. They're in their home colours. Cape Verde in the all-white. And the final game in Group A. Ruby takes it again. They're looking uh, for the big frame. Mukundi and oh yes a shot from the big defender now the turn but a strength shown and that's wide of Vizinha's goal not too many chances moving chance for Abubakar goal number five of the tournament and the big man is carrying his country into the quarterfinals. Half chance for a striker of his quality. You know what's going to happen. Vansa Abubakar puts Cameroon into the lead. And you can see why he is so valuable to his country. Leading from the front. At the tournament so far for Abubakar. Now is there a quick response from Cape Verde? Not a bad idea from Lisandro Semedo. And Osama San scored seven in uh, 98 in Burkina Faso. Kalusha Boilia, five for Zambia. But many of the recent tournaments, the top goal scorer, three and four and five. Uh, good return here from Abubakar. Equalizer. Oh, that's magnificent. Gary Rodriguez, why did they leave him out of the team? He has responded in style, but uh, oh, oh, is that offside? No. Jack back here. That is a super, super goal. 
almost out of nowhere. Lovely pass back, but Gary Rodriguez with a skill that's made him uh, Cape Verde Islands one of their top performers. Behind the back. Is not still likely to progress. And G floats it up. Chance at the back post, saved by Voisinha. It's going to go back to Onana. There it is. Cameroon do not end with a 100% record, but they finish top of Group A. Seven points for the host nation. Five goals for their son, Abu Bakr. Yes, Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that performance in Group A? Um, it was, it was, as I said, quite passive. The only, the only good teams that I felt deserved maybe something at the end of the day were the Ethiopians, who who outplayed who outplayed the Burkina Bees today, as well as the. Kevedians, you know, after they won their first game against Ethiopia, they didn't put they didn't put up much of a good performance in their second game. But then they did quite well against against a ball dominant Cameroonian side. And 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 looking at everything, I I really believe that Cameroon their defense isn't as convincing as everyone thinks it will be. Um, Andre Onana too looks. Looks looks very uncertain sometimes when it comes into when it when when it comes for when it comes to make a successful claim of a cross, and that has and 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 that looks like something that they are they are going to look at because with the way with the way by which the Kivedians were able to beat their their um the offside trap and the high line. It was it was it was a very it was a very intelligent thing that they did and. And opponents watching this game, especially, you will see that as a weakness. As a weakness, sorry, in, in respect of making third, the third man, the late runs into um, to penetrate their backline, and and that looks like something that um, Antonio Consensal has to look at. But then, yeah, taking note of all these things, I think it was a it was a it was a decent day for for Afcon overall. Definitely, it was a decent day. And Cameroon are yet to lose a game at Yaoundé since 1972. The last time they lost was an Afghan semis against Gungkongo Brazzaville, in which they lost 1-0. And talking of Cameroon, the poster boy of the tournament, Vicente Abubakar, scored five goals. And... Vicente Abubakar in the AFCON 2021 has the most shots with 14 shots, most shots on target, seven, most goals, five. He scored two goals with his left foot, two with his right foot, and one with his head. No Cameroonian player has scored more goals in the same AFCON tournament except Samuel Eto's five goals. In 2006 and 2008. In 2006 and in 2008. And the most goals by a single player at a single Afcon was recorded by DR Congo's Pierre 
India, aka Volvo, at the 1974 AFCON in Egypt. India scored nine across six games, and it still stands after 48 years with 24 teams and seven games to play. Can Vicent Abubakar break that record? We'll give you all the rundown of Vicent Abubakar's goals. Vicent Abubakar, including today, has played 79 times for the Indomitable Lions and has scored 28 goals. He's the 2017 AFCON winner and he scored that winning goal in the AFCON. Let's take excerpts of all Vicente Abubakar's goals in this AFCON and we'll come back to Mr. Kowa and ask him what he makes of Vicente Abubakar. Start approach by Abubakar. Covers the hour. Now, what mind games? What's going through his mind? Will he put it to the same spot? Or will Coffee go for that spot? He puts it to the other side. Genius! Cool as you like. Abubakar. Second penalty. For Cameroon, gets the Indomitable Lions a 2-1 lead. Master of that approach. And look, he's not even looking. Keeps his eye on the goalkeeper. Anguissa is the property of Fulham, who play in the Championship in uh, England, but is on loan at Napoli this season. Now, here they come, the Indomitable Lions. Three weights in the middle, including Abu Bakr. What power on that header. So simple. You don't give this man opportunities like that, he will punish you. And Vansa Abubakar has already got three goals now in this tournament. Look how easy it was though, it just floated up there. It got super Looked the best of the lot, but uh, there's a lot of work still to come, you fancy, from some of the bigger teams. And Cameroon storming now, they are going to put this one to bed. Who had the last touch there? I fancy Abu Bakr. There might have been a defender ahead of him, but he's going to claim it. Vatsa Abu Bakr with a second of the night. Cameroon. But really looked to have lost it here in the second. It looks as if Abu Bakr got the touch ahead of the defender. And those are all the goals of Vicent Abu Bakr in the Afghan. What do you make of Vicent's performance well um to me he's been the best number nine i don't i don't really i wouldn't say he's been the best player of the tournament I, there is no clear cut clear in terms of rising up above the others but he's carrying his country he's carrying the host nation very very well um as we all know his first ever afghan goal came in the 2017 final that was his first Afghan goal. And that Afghan goal proved to be the the goal that just put him up in terms of competitive tournament goals. So after that Afghan goal, 
He's been playing well. His second half one goal came in Cameroon's opening goal of the tournament um, of this year's tournament. So then that shows that shows how far he has come to be very prolific and to be a go-to man for the Cameroonians. He's been quite good um, in the box. He is he's been second to none, and he takes. And the thing is, he's not afraid to take a shot. That that is one of the best things that we have to know about him. He is never afraid to make an attempt. And and for me, the best goal of the lot um, so far has been today's goal. That was when he struck the ball. He struck the ball lowly, and it went up. It went through about three defenders before it found the bottom corner of the net. So then, I think he's been good. He's been good for the striker so far. Definitely, I agree with you. That was a proper striker's goal from 20 yards. And I remember one coach once said, if you don't shoot, you don't score. And always, you need to shoot. And I see those instincts with Vincent Abubakar in this tournament. He's had some toric times, but I'm glad he's carrying Cameroon. And uh, Cameroon seems to be on a quest to host and win this tournament, given the record that I've just given about Cameroon in Yaoundé. Their only game away from Yaoundé is going to be in the quarterfinals. But apart from that, all other games of the Indomitable Lions will be played in Yaoundé. Do you think any team stand a chance, given the record? Given the record. It's a different ball game when you are playing far away from home. And it's a different spirit as an athlete and as a former sportsman, that when you are playing and you have the records with you on your side, that you perform. What do you make, Mr. Kowa? Well, I think I think they'll still be playing in Cameroon, by the way, so it doesn't really make much of a difference. But um, yeah, it will be it will be it will be nice to see a team challenge them, especially um, as 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 we all know, if you follow if you follow the trends from last um in the 2019 african cup of nations um you could tell that um south africa i think they qualified third and when they met egypt in the round of 16 they took them out so then that shows that shows how good or how difficult or you you, you can tell that um, the level of the tournaments raises at least two or three levels up so then that puts that puts every that puts every big team to on um, on on high alert, and even in the 2019, I say after tournament, Benin also finished third. And when they when they went when they went to a round of 16 against Morocco, they and Morocco they and Morocco played a full 120 minutes and took them out on penalties. So then it, it shows it shows that Cameroon, if they want to play in Yaoundé again in the quarterfinals, they shouldn't take they shouldn't take the third best team that they are going to face very lightly because if they do, they they may they may suffer a replication and they may suffer a bad elimination in the round of sixteen. Definitely, and we hope they will keep on pushing the excitement of this tournament. I've always said that for a tournament to 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 enjoy all the fun and excitement that comes with it in the host city the host nation has to perform and we hope the indomitable lions at least can go a bit further in this tournament and uh, 
we cannot promise because this tournament is already proven to be explosive and full of fireworks given what has happened uh, and it's happening in the tournament. The surprises are beginning to come and they are happening and it happened yesterday when Equatorial Guinea stunk African champions, reigning champions, Algeria, by breaking their 35 games on beating run. Next game we'll be looking at is in Group B. Malawi will be playing the Taranga Lions of Senegal and Zimbabwe will be playing Guinea and the Black Stars of Ghana will also be playing the Comoros Islands and Atlas Lions will also be playing the Panthers of Gabon. We'll give you a preview of that game. Let me start with the Senegal-Malawi. Then we'll come to our in-studio guest. So for the game, Senegal and Malawi have met three times at international level. With the Taranga Lions of Senegal recording two wins and losing only once to Malawi at the African Games on August 4th. 1987. However, in recent times, Senegal beat Malawi by three goals to two at an international friendly game on June 6, 2007 and at the Kosafa Cup on July 14, 2021. Senegal made victorious with a 2-1 win over Malawi. This is the first time Malawi will be playing Senegal in the history of the African Cup of Nations. Malawi have lost all their third games in the group stage on each of their previous two appearances at the African Cup of Nations, losing 1-0 to Ghana in 1984 and 3-1 to Mali at the 2010 AFCON in Angola. The Taranga Lions of Senegal have lost only once in their last eight group stage games at the AFCON since 2017, recording five wins and two draws as well as keeping six clean sheets and conceding only three goals. Each of the last three teams to face Senegal for the first time at the AFCON have suffered defeats with, with Tanzania, Uganda and Benin all losing to the Taranga Lions of Senegal at AFCON 2019 in Egypt. Malawi will be seeking to make history to either get a win or draw from the tie in order to qualify for the round of 16. They'll be relying heavily on Gabidino Mahango after becoming the first ever Malawi player to score two goals at the AFCON and could become the first Malawi player to score in a consecutive AFCON appearance since Russell in January 2010. Whilst one more goal will make Gabidino Mahango Malawi's top scorer in the history of the AFCON. And just before we come to that analysis, today the FIFA Best Player Award was organized and Senegal's Eduardo Mendy was voted the best goalkeeper for 2021. He played 50 games, recorded 29 clean sheets, 27 goals conceded. He won the Super Cup the Champions League, and he was the UCL, that's the Champions League goalkeeper of the season, of the season. And talking of Eduardo Mendy, a few years ago, at 22, 
He signed up with France Unemployment Agency for a year until he was signed by Marseille on a one-year amateur deal in 2015 as a fourth-choice goalkeeper. Fast forward today, he is now the world's best goalkeeper. And to my cherished audience and listeners, never despair. With hard work, everything is possible. And we are proud of Eduardo Mendy. No better time to win this than at this time when Africa's finest talents are conveying at the AFCON to prove and to show to the world what we have. Mr. Kowa, just before we, we, we zoom in into the analysis between Malawi, the flames of Malawi and the Taranga Lions of Senegal, what do you make of Eduardo Mendy's award today? Well, I think it's it, it has been it has been coming for him because as as we all know you can you could tell his you could tell that he played his part very well in um thomas two thomas Tuchel's um system he did he did his job as a keeper and he has done it he has done it very very well and and i think there's there's this there there was this article that andre onana spoke about that um the European top teams need to be need to learn to trust African goalkeepers more because there because there's this preconceived belief that they are known they are known to lose concentration very quickly. So then for Ed, Edward Mendy doing this and um, achieving this um, top feat, it will hopefully it will expose a lot of big European teams to snap up African goalkeepers for them to be in their post because. Now it is a it is a step in the right direction for top teams to be able to trust African goalkeepers and congratulations to Edward Mendy. Definitely, it would be a stepping stone. And just like in the early nineties, we had the likes of Abedi Pele, Roger Mila, and all paving way for young African players and talents. We hope this will ignite a new wave of African goalkeepers keeping the post for top European clubs and top European teams. And talking of top European clubs and top European teams, the goalkeeper for Cameroon, Andre Onana, signed just before the AFCON a new deal with Inter Milan that will see him join in the Italian champions later in the year that is during the summer when this, the, the new season begins. Mr. Kowa, just before we come to the analysis, again, we want to use this platform to, 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 to pat the flames of Malawi on the back for that wonderful and classy gesture they showed after their games with the Warriors of Zimbabwe, where they ensured that the dressing room in which they, they prepared for that game was left very, very tidy. And this is what the African football is all about. And you're talking of the African football, we'll, we'll digress a little bit and, and go into our culture where we, we are taught to clean our environments. And the one famous proverb or quote that comes to mind is cleanliness is next to godliness. And Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that, of, of, of that classic gesture from the flames of... of, of, of of, of Malawi, 
I mean, I think I think that generally it is not the job of the football team to do this. So in the same way that the Japanese did it in Russia in 2018, the 2018 World Cup, that's what they are doing. And I think that's a very great gesture by the Malawians. And I hope, or we all hope that they also they also get to qualify to play in the round of 16. And talking of the round of 16, their game between the Tanga Lions of Senegal, this is the first time in the history of the AFCON the two teams will be mating. But they've played three times, and in recent times, the Tanga Lions have gotten the better of them. Do you think tomorrow at the Bofasam Stadium, the story will be different? Well, probably, probably, because even before, before, before coming onto the show, we, I learned that Edward Mendy is now out of isolation, and I think tomorrow he would, he would, he will probably get a start for the game against Malawi. So then, you can tell that um, he, he may, he may not be as much sharp as you expect, but then. It would be something that the Malawians are going to look at and will look to exploit it. I mean, if you look at the statistical um, uh, map of Opta, they are judged they are judged Malawi to be one of the first and direct teams in the tournament. So then, that is something that you are going to see a lot more against the Senegalese. And after Ghana, or the last team before Ghana, as to um, in terms of the slowest teams in terms of build up and no and no speed Senegal are right under the that so then that shows that they've not really had the tournament that they've expected to have and it's understandable because they've been playing some players out of position to to be able to to be able to manage in this tournament so far so then I probably probably we are we are all hoping that it is going to be a crack of a game tomorrow. Definitely. And talking of their statistics in this current tournament, Malawi has lost one and won one game. The Tanga Lions have drawn one and also won one. Mr. Kowa, I know you said you don't do predictions, but who do you think would emerge as the winner in this game? Or what do you think would be the most pragmatic scoreline? I mean, for me, if I was a bit biased, that would... I would I would go for Malawi, but then that means that that means that that would put Senegal in trouble, um, in terms of qualification, and then if Senegal is in trouble, that means it could affect Ghana too. So, <laughs> um, if we are if 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 we are being honest and looking at it from an objective um, point of view, I think the Senegalese are going to do it again. Definitely. Definitely. So I'll be giving our listeners the next analysis between Zimbabwe and Guinea. The silly national of Guinea wraps up the African Cup of Nations group stage campaign against the Warriors of Zimbabwe in a game both teams will look to end on a high. The final Group B encounter will be a competitive one as both nations will do their best to get a result. For different motives the zimbabweans will seek consolation as they have not been able to get any wins in the afcon so far the guineans have been a decent outfit at this year's afcon but are yet to impose themselves 
on their opposition to show their collective quality that has made them one of the most consistent sites in the African Cup of Nations. With the upper hand in this fixture, Guinea last beat Zimbabwe in an Afghan qualifier in 2016, 1-0 in Conakry. Guinea have won five times against Zimbabwe and there's a good tendency to create quality chances as Guinea have accumulated an expected goal total of 2.2 against Malawi as well as an expected goal of 0.8 against Senegal. Winning three in their last 10 games, Guinea have averaged a goal per game that is evident of a lack of clinical finishing in the team. On the brighter side, they look solid defensively as veteran goalkeeper Ali Keita has kept two clean sheets after facing six and two shots on target against Malawi and Senegal respectively. Zimbabwe have not had a memorable tournament, although they are expected to be heading into the Afcon into this year's Afcon edition. The Warriors have participated in five Afcons and their last win was in the 2006 edition. With a depleted squad, it is not shocking Zimbabwe have lost their two group games against Malawi and Senegal. Zimbabwe have a bad defensive setup as they have considered three goals from five shots on target and are winless in their last 10 games. Games, they have considered 14 goals and scored five in that 10 game stretch. With an unfortunate record against Guinea, Zimbabwe has won two of the games against the West African side. And as they play tomorrow in Yaoundé, Mr. Kowa, what is your analysis and what do you make of that game between the two sides? Um, so looking at this game too, um, referring to Opta once again, the Guineans are in the quadrant of being fast and direct as a team. And as you said, they've created they created 2.2 and expected goal um, number of 2.2. So then that shows that they are very good at attacking and they are good at creating high quality chances. And and for a team that has conceded more than 10 goals and has have been winless in their last 10 games, I think the Guineans are going to beat Zimbabwe and Zimbabwe will probably not make it out of the group stage again. And they would have... They would, they will need another chance next year, probably in Cote d'Ivoire. That's only if they qualify to that AFCON to try and make it out of the group stage. Definitely. And uh, who do you think would emerge out of this group in terms of the winners and runners-up? So I, I believe that it is going to be the Senegalese and the Guineans. It's going to be the Senegalese and the Guineans. And now to Group C which is a group that is of interest to both of us. And just before I'll come to that analysis, we'll take that, I'll take that analysis. We'll be taking the analysis of that game between the Panthers of Gabon and Morocco again. And I take it the final game in Group C in this year's African Cup of Nations in Cameroon will go down to be a very crucial one. The game between the Atlas Lions of Morocco and the Panthers of Gabon will determine who secures the top spot. A draw or a Gabon win 
puts both teams out of reach of a third place side of Ghana in the scenario where Gabon loses and Ghana does win will mean Gabon may be in some sort of trouble progressing out of the group. Therefore, this is one to keep an eye on. With time not being on our side, we'll go straight to Mr. Kowa and ask him to give us a bit of details in, in terms of the historical facts and figures and what holds between these two sides, between the Atlas Lions and the Panthers of Gabon. Mr. Kowa. So for Morocco and Gabon, I, um, it's, it, it has been slightly um, skewed towards the historical um, historical details slightly favor the Moroccans as they've won nine games and the Gabonese have won six. But then in their most recent game in in um, in Tangiers, that was an international friendly. The Gabonese won by three goals to two. So then looking at so looking at this game, um, as we all know, the Moroccans are slow and intricate in terms of in terms of um, playing out of the back, um, creating chances. And well, as as um, as you could tell, they've they've overly they've dominated they've dominated um, opponents more than more than what more than what they were even expected to do. So then as so then as um, um, as we all know they're a very good team. They have they have they have scored over twenty goals in their last ten games. So then that shows so then that shows them that shows a very a very very good amount of um, attacking firepower and they have conceded and they have conceded less than five goals in um, in 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 that span. Now they have two they have two clean sheets and now you can tell that they're very well organized defense. So then it will be a very very difficult thing for Gabon to do if 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 um, Gabon want to um, Gabon want to secure their qualifying place. And it will be it will be more difficult because now there has been there has been reports of Aubameyang and Mario Lemina um, who have left the squad due to um, disciplinary issues and health issues. So then this so then so then these so all these things factor in for me, and I think the Moroccans are going to take it um, tomorrow. Definitely, definitely, I agree with you on that. But coming to the disciplinary issues. In the team, uh, the Gabonese FA issued a statement earlier in the day, citing health reasons for the exit and departure of Abimayang and Lamina from the Gabon camp. But both players, via their social media handles, to be specific, Twitter, have come out to deny those claims. With all that is happening with the Arsenal captain in the, at his club side, and what has happened now. In the camp of Gabon, do you think Abimayang is becoming uh, a, a, a troublesome player? Well, I well I don't think so because I, I I believe this is how he has been over time. If you followed him from his times at AC Milan through Saint Etienne till now, so then we can we can all tell that his his disciplinary issue will have a major implication on how the team plays tomorrow. Maybe it's going to be a psychological blow to me without their captain. And and in earlier episodes, I I spoke about Aubameyang using this tournament as a revival to show Mikel Arteta that he still has the goods to perform for Arsenal. But then it seems like it's it's not going to be. So then that puts his Arsenal career as well in jeopardy. 
at this at this point in time. Definitely, definitely, I agree with you on that. And talking of the next game, Ghana will be playing Comoros, and both teams have met. They've never met in the history of the Afcon, but competitively at international level, they've met twice. Their last two meetings were in the 2018 FIFA World Cup African qualifying second round with the Black Stars winning 2-0 on aggregate. And those games were played in November 2015. Comoros, Ghana ended in a goalless draw. And in November 17, 2015, Ghana beat Comoros by two goals to nil. Mr. Kowa, just before we come back to you in the studios, we want to go to our last game between Gabon. In that game, our striker, Benjamin Tete, was involved in a last-minute scuffle with the Gabon players. And a statement issued by CAF over the weekend indicates that he's been banned for three games, which means he's going to miss tomorrow's game against the Comoros is going to miss in the event Ghana qualifies for the round of 16 he's going to miss that game he's also going to mix our quarterfinal game Mr. Kua what do you make of that sanction from CAF well I believe it is it is it is not um it is no um, surprise here because as we all know in football in football there is there is actually no need for that kind of violence on the pitch and even of the pitch, and to use your fists and to punch and to punch someone in the heat of the moment, and um, I think it was a very re- regrettable thing for Benjamin Tete. And at this point in time, I do believe that he has he has closed his mind on um, featuring for Ghana at this year's Afcon. Should they go that far? Definitely. We want to take Andre Ayu's explosive press conference reaction in that game between Gabon and what he made of those reactions. And then we'll come back to you in the studio. Andre, yeah, after the game, we saw you you guys protesting vehemently. Even before the game continued after the goal, what, what, what were you guys protesting and why were you so um, aggressive with, with a complaint to the referee? I don't understand this question because were you also watching the game? Yeah. So you know what happened? A Ghanaian player was on the floor, right? We had the ball. We had the ball. We put the ball out intentionally because our player is on the floor. So when the, what we do, when the ball is coming, you take the ball, Gabon, you give it back to Ghana. Simple as that. So we are waiting for the ball to come back, but the ball is not coming back. And they play, and they, that's how they got their, their only open open chance of the game. <laughs> that is it. So it's very small of them. Very small. I'm disappointed in in them. But um, no problem. We are Ghana. We are going to win the last game and go through. Inshallah. We are Ghana. We are going to win the last game and we will go through. Those were the last words of Andre Ayu. What do you make, Mr. Ko? Well, it is right now we should know that football, we are past words. 
we are past the big names and now we are all about commitment and we are all about performing well and playing your roles very, very well. Should Ghana want to go to um, tomorrow against the Comoros Islands, they should have to they should have to prove to us why that they've been the Ghana that everyone has been crazy about um for the past um ten years or twelve years, even after the World Cup and the twenty ten World Cup in South Africa. And I think that if Ghana and Milovan Rajiv are going to prove the doubters wrong, tomorrow has to be an all-out flurry um, against the the people from Comoros. It should be, it should be something. It should be something that it should be something that um, I believe will be a talk of the tournament. Probably a, a resounding drubbing, a five-nil thumping, something to 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 not only so then this so then this this performance. Should not only put Ghana and um, put Ghana's name back in the mouths of people as a team to look at, but also it should be it should be a scoreline that should be able to um, put us across safety and help us qualify into the into the round of sixteen. Definitely, definitely, and uh, I know you don't like predictions, but I always try to push you to the wall. In your last assertion, you said. Ghana need to get a thumping scoreline. Is that to say you are predicting a five-zero scoreline for Ghana? Well, it's been it's it's been a while since we played um, the people from Komoro. So then, even with that, we weren't able to manage those big scorelines. Probably, probably um, with with how with how the team is going so far, missing um, missing Baba Idrisu for tomorrow's game. Um, probably a three nil or a three one. Hopefully, a four nil win too won't be bad. But then, I I I really hope that it should be a scoreline that puts that puts everything like that secures Ghana's qualification. Definitely. And talking of a scoreline that secures Ghana's qualification, do you have any indication of the probable starting eleven? Well, um. Coming into the studio, right before coming into the studio, um, one of the Joy FM journalists in Cameroon says that um, Idris Ubaba is is going to miss this game against Cameroon through a hamstring injury. So then they were looking at Edmond Ado of Sheriff Tiramso from Moldova, and he is going to he's going to he's going to most likely start in the in the pivot with um, Thomas Party and also. Joseph Pinso makes his comeback into the starting eleven on the right wing. So, with Jordan Ayew playing up front, so hopefully tomorrow is an all-out, an all-out performance and a very top performance where we, we shouldn't see the Ghanaian players sitting back and defending the all game because there because Comoros has been a team that has been able to pin within the Gabonese. And sometimes the the Moroccans taking them by surprising with their attacks, but then they just do not have enough quality up front to finish off their chances. Do you think tomorrow is a day we get to see under twenty best player Fatal Isaku at the Afcon? Most likely, most likely should should um, Milovan Rajivak make his changes very early. Probably from the st- from the sixtieth to the seventieth minutes, he should be able to get some um, reasonable minutes to be able to make an impact. Because um, bringing a player on in the 
in the 85th and in the 83rd or 84th minutes isn't very inspiring for a young player who is trying to make his name on the continental stage. So then it would be best if he comes on a bit earlier, probably from the 60th to the 70th minute. Definitely, it will be best he comes on in the 60th or 70th min- uh, minute. And on this note, want to wish Team Ghana and the Black Stars of Ghana well in their game against Comoros tomorrow. And that is it for today. It's been fun. It's been exciting. Coming your way with today's edition and our special coverage of the African Cup of Nations. As always, it's a pleasure having Mr. Akua in the studio, our African football expert and analyst who joins us every now and then for detailed and expect knowledge on the ongoing African Cup of Nations. Let me know what you think about the AFCON in the comment section of this podcast. And let me also know your thoughts on which of the 24 teams are going to progress to the knockout stages and who will win the AFCON. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Mr. Kowa, thank you. It's been great having you in the studios. Thank you too. Thank you too. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We leave you with our official theme song. We stand for Africa. And you